Hello, welcome back to Being Black with Camille Smith, and today we are welcoming Dio. This episode is sponsored by Women Who Engineer, the epicenter for women in and aspiring to be in STEM. Follow them on Instagram for a daily dose of women kicking ass. Um, if you are new here, please take time to subscribe, like, or download, depending on the streaming platform that you're on. I would deeply appreciate if you left an actual podcast rating. But again, we are welcoming Dio. She's a Nigerian-American woman located in Houston, Texas. She's a 2020 graduate of Agnes Scott College, a small liberal arts women's college in Decatur, Georgia. And there she studied business management. She has been working her entire life to pursue a career in law and will be attending Berkeley Law School in fall 2021 with the hopes of specializing in entertainment law. Um, I'm fangirling because Dio has an Instagram that we will talk about later in the episode. And I actually found it, I feel like I found so much during quarantine, but I found your Instagram during quarantine and I was so incredibly infatuated with it because I love learning more about myself. And I feel that I've been able to learn more about myself, not only through like just taking the actual like tests that we'll talk about, but also just like seeing your posts on a regular basis. So I'm right. so excited. <laughs> um, and Daya, without further ado, what does being black mean to you? First of all, thank you for having me. This has been, this just, I'm just glad to be here, to be honest. I'm just <laughs> glad to be here, glad to be talking about this. It's such a good topic. Um, and I like that you're looking at Blackness from different perspectives because Blackness is not a monolith. And so I think this podcast is the, like, the personification of that. Like Blackness is a full experience. And so the reason why I say that is because I'm Nigerian American. So I don't quote unquote fit into what people typically think of when they think of Black Americans. Um, I was told when I was young that I wasn't Black um, by other Black people. <laughs> so it was like, it took me a journey to grow from that. So for me, what it means to be Black is is the diversity. You know, it's, it, well, it doesn't, like there's no, there's no one definition of Blackness to me because I've experienced Blackness in my Nigerianness. Like I think even like people who are Jamaican, people who are, you know, Ethiopian, like we all have our own different forms of blackness and they're all valid and beautiful forms of blackness. And so I guess for me, what it, what it means to be black for me is just like embracing that diversity. Um, so yeah. I love that. And then what was the first time that you like found out that you're black? Like, do you have a good comment of when that was? Yeah, college. So before, like I told you, like I said before, or people who told me like you're not black, you're Nigerian, like you are, you are, you are other, you know. And so I went through my middle school, high school, thinking or knowing rather, and believing and, and, and internalizing that you're Nigerian, you're not. Someone calls you black, correct them, like because you're, you're clearly people have told you that you're not. So so I'm like, oh no, I'm, I'm Nigerian American. And so when I got to college, <clears throat> I was taking like just for fun, taking a couple like African Africana study classes, um, just to learn about you know where I come from, who I am, and. It, it was those classes that reminded me like no we're all one big happy family like why why am i why why am i why did i allow that like little kids like we're children we didn't know what we were saying to like kind of form my identity almost and so i think when i got to college and i took those classes i was like oh this whole time i'm thinking that i'm other when i'm really a part of this like big family of blackness and so yeah, I think that's kind of my story of how I found out, oh, I am Black <laughs> and I'm Nigerian. It's, it's, a, it's a both and. It's not It's not a or, it's an and. I'm both. I'm Nigerian-American and I'm Black. I'm Black. I'm not Black-American, but I'm Black um, mm-hmm. in my own right and in my own way. So, yeah. And then talk a little about growing up in your area. How was it growing up mm-hmm. middle school and high school before telling you that you weren't Black? What right. area were you in? Um, the type of people that you were surrounded by? Things of that nature. 
right so middle school i went to a charter school i went to kip so kip is this like well kip there's kips all over all over the u.s but my kip in particular had a bunch of black students black american students and hispanic students and so that was what i was around and a lot of nigerian students as well so that's what i was around all my friends were black if you were black americans i had maybe one nigerian friend maybe one or two um so that kind of informed a lot of who i thought i was and then high school I had mostly because of because of being told, you know, what I was told, I was like, oh, well, I guess I just hang out with my Nigerian friends. And so in high school, I only had Nigerian friends. I didn't really have any Black American friends. And if I did, they were more like acquaintances. We had a class together. It wasn't really like, oh, let's go out to movies together outside of class. And so, yeah, like my my high school experience made me stick with my people and my tribe, quote unquote. Um, and I was just had Nigerian friends. And then college like kind of allowed me to open that branch up like really really big I don't think I have any Nigerian friends I think Atlanta I don't know if, I think I might have just been in the wrong area but I didn't I don't think I found one Nigerian friend I don't think I did I have my best friend is Haitian but she's not Nigerian so yeah I think it's been it, because like geography it's just been difficult to like find people now that I'm back in Houston I'm back with my Nigerian friends but yeah that's how my life my like my life has kind of progressed it's just that that internalizing that message informed a lot of the way that I lived so yeah and then do you have any advice for your younger self Mm. I wish I had known that black wasn't a monolith (laughs) I should have known because I think that I like even now like I think I'm still trying to learn this that like, cause I think I have like a huge imposter syndrome, even with my page of being like, Dow, you're Nigerian. Like, what do you know about black culture? Like, why are you, <laughs> what do you think you are to be talking about something that you're, you're still learning as well? Like I'm still learning black culture. I grew up with, yeah, my parents, my parents were great. And they let us listen to like stuff like Destiny's Child and Jennifer Hudson. Like, listen, we got to listen to black music, but that's the extent of which I feel like I know black culture. That's, it stops there. Even with black movies, like I don't know a lot of black movies. I, I the first time I ever watched like, classics like the whiz was like two weeks ago <laughs> it's, it's like I had to learn like I just kind of wish that I had known that I'm black and I have a right to not necessarily a right to but I get to enjoy black American culture and they have you guys have the, uh, the privilege now and the honestly the authority to enjoy Nigerian and other cultures that are part of your heritage as well so yeah I just wish I was I wish I had known that <laughs> yeah it's so, funny yeah. that you mentioned movies though because mm-hmm. I think sometimes, like, I'm the youngest in my family, and I feel like my older sister, well, I have two older sisters, but my one older sister is five years older than me, so, like, we, like, grew up together. My older sister's, like, a, she's old enough that, like, we didn't grow up in the same house, if that makes sense, but they showed my older sister, like, all these, like, classic movies, and then, like, by the time I came along, they just kind of, like, assumed that, oh, like, they showed Jasmine, like, Camille should already, like, know. You know? Right. <laughs> So like the whiz, I've never seen. And <laughs> like I like will bring this up to like my friends at school. Like I do have like many more black friends than like I did when I was growing up. But like they'll be like, oh my God, like why haven't you seen that? Like da-da-da. even like um the boondocks recently, I like really got into watching the boondocks. Like it's really funny. But like even if I watched it as a kid, I just wouldn't have understood the jokes. So I think honestly, there's a lot of different parts of black culture that mm-hmm not like not even just being like black but you have to like be in a certain environment to be able to in fully if that makes sense or eventually learned um but yeah that was like a a little sidebar (laughs) i'm super excited to talk to you about being black and understanding the enneagram 
Um, if you want to briefly give our listeners just an overview of what Enneagram is, and then we can actually go into our conversation. Yeah, so the Enneagram is, I think it's one of the most unique and the coolest personality tests that are out there. Um, it helps you identify, so what a lot of times other personality tests will tell you what you do, but I think the Enneagram go takes it two steps further. They tell you why you do what you do, and they tell you how to not, <laughs> how to not fall into your like type pattern. And so I think that's just so cool. Like I, I'm a Christian, and so like for me, I'm all, and I'm also a one. So being a Christian and a one is a whole mess, but I think it, it helps me to love the Enneagram more. I'm like, oh, like I see how I can reform myself in the world through this tool it's a tool it isn't our identity we don't put our identity in the Enneagram but like it's it's a part of our personality like God has created us to be who we are and, and for me that's that's being a perfectionist or a reformer like mm-hmm. and that that could change well then my number can't change but like that like the way I the way that that the way that that is expressed could change um so I think the Enneagram is cool in that it yeah it just takes us up further and tells you why and how you can be better there's nine types in total um yeah and the thing is that also as well the Enneagram is way more complex than a lot of other systems because they have wings subtypes triads centers like it's just a lot like if you if you do a deep dive into the Enneagram it's yeah <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot there and there's no like I don't think there's a box there's no box like you can have if you're, you're not a one but if you, if you had another one next to me next to me we, we could have had the exact same um wing exact same subtype exact same everything and be completely different people like it's like it's just the way that the way that you know the Enneagram explains it it the way other people explain it isn't the best because like we try to type people but like the way the Enneagram tries to say it is like what matters is your individual story and your actual narrative and not necessarily oh this is the box you fit in I think when we do that I think we do that because we try to we're humans and we try to like make things make sense by putting them in boxes but I think the Enneagram is more useful when we see people see people through their stories rather than through their type so yeah mm-hmm. hopefully that helped that's helpful <laughs> it, it, well, it is um again I found um Dio's Instagram during quarantine I feel like I like everyone else was just spending much more time on the internet um and I'd never heard of Enneagrams before. I'd never heard of it. I literally Googled it and it was like a nine-sided shape or figure. And I was like, what? <laughs> Pause. So then once I dove a little bit deeper on her Instagram page and I was like going through a lot of the posts, um, I realized that it was a personality test. And I love personality tests. I love learning more about myself. Um, and although a lot of people, I don't know how to explain it. Like I'm not, I'm not comparing it to astrology whatsoever. But I do think that there's some truth to like certain things. So like when I take like uh, the Myers-Briggs is like a huge personality test that like people take and like a lot of time like the corporate space, right? And like, I do think that depending on your answers, there is some truth to like whatever you end up getting. So to be able to take this type of personality test and like you said, it didn't like, it didn't just tell me, you know, oh, this is your type, but it was like, okay, like literally why do you act this way? And I was reading and I was like, oh my gosh, why does this feel so personal? Yeah, yeah, they invade your space really bad. <laughs> like, give me back my throat, okay. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> um, but how did you first like come across the Enneagram? Like what like sparked your interest in it? Yeah, so I want to kind of comment on what you said about like, I think, I think one thing I, you 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 are the you are the audience like the people like you are the people who I want to reach um because I feel like like so within black community a lot of people use astrology they use their their signs or numbers their signs but I feel like 
the Enneagram, like it actually helps like build a healthy community when it's done right. So I would like my goal and my like desire is like for the Enneagram to become just as big or just as important as astrology mm-hmm. in the black community, especially the black community. Cause I really think that it could be helpful. I think people use astrology to like say, oh, I can't be friends with cancers. I can't be friends with Sal. Like that's not, the, that's not the point of the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. When you do that, <laughs> you're sad. Yes, I am. Wait, I was like, that's so crazy, me too. That's why I like you. See that? Like, you clicked right when we got on the call, it's because you're right. But it might really be because you're a type one. I don't know. Right, right. See, <laughs> this is this is the crazy thing about all of these. This is this is like I think that when we when we say, oh, I can only be friends with certain numbers or certain types, like it kind of limits our world. Like I, I just don't think that's a healthy way to look at things. Um, I think I remember someone told me, like, I can't date you, you're a sad. I said, what <laughs> you don't even like you haven't even had a conversation with me and like that's you're already coming to that conclusion I think that can be a very unhealthy thing I think the ending I'm done right can kind of combat that and it can show you like mm, no like that's not that's not the way that things work <laughs> but sorry I just forgot your whole question why am I this way <laughs> <laughs> it's because you got excited that I was a sad <laughs> um but what like how did you first come oh up yes Enneagram? yes okay I came across Enneagram in 2019. Um, my friend Hannah was, you know, she just introduced it to me when I was going through something. Uh, we were going to church together and we were doing life together. She showed it to me and she was trying to, we were using it to help me get out of this like really, really bad funk that I was in. Um, so that's kind of where I learned about it. And I think I, so like the way I, the way I found my type was that I took a test. It's important to know that I'm I'm in the body triad, I'm in the gut triad, and so I just kind of feel like I know things intuitively. So it didn't take me it didn't take me a long time to find my type. So when I read it, I was like, oh, duh, like this isn't there's no question here. Um, so it didn't take me very long to find my type, but I found it because my friend, who was a white woman, this is a very to be honest, like the Enneagram has been saturated and taken over by white Christians, and so if you find it, you're probably going to find it through, most likely, you're probably going to find it through one of your white friends, one of your Christian friends. Like that's just the way that it's happening right now um but yeah that's kind of how I found it and then I if you want to know the like, culture of how I got here to the black Indian that's a whole different <laughs> it's a whole different beast on its own but yeah so well yeah let's tap into it so oh yeah you start the black Indian because you first found it through a white woman or just something separate yeah no so I found it and I, and I started looking into it I got into the Instagram space on the Instagram the Instagram Instagram space and I was like where are all the black people and so I was I was just like it just made me uncomfortable so I stopped I stopped learning about it and I just put it aside and I just went on with my life um and then I took a class called creativity and innovation in business my senior year in 2020 beginning of 2020 and for that class we had a project where we're supposed to do like find something in the world that's around you that is novel and innovative. No one has done before. Um, obviously, no one. There's nothing new under the sun. But like to me, it was new. And so um, that was my project. This this whole thing was a school. Sorry, as a school project. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, that was that was the point of it at the beginning. Um, and so yeah, after that, after the class ended, I kind of let it go for a minute because like oh, I got my A. That's great. I'm done. <laughs> good and then the pandemic hit and I had a bunch of time and I got my iPad I got an iPad for my graduation present because I graduated 2020 and I was like well might as well just spend all this time making art and so even like the art that I make under it it's not even like I'm not an artist I don't call myself an artist that's just like what's before actual artist I'm a glorified tracer <laughs> I trace and I color things in I am not an artist so I say that because I 
artists are very important people. We need them. I don't want to misidentify myself, but that's kind of how I do it. Is I just take pictures on Pinterest. That's also why I don't sell them. I take pictures on Pinterest, on Pinterest, on the internet, and I just color on top of them and I post them. And so, yeah, it started off as me. And this is important because maybe really mad. It started off. I think the, the minute I realized that. When I saw that none of the Instagram Enneagrammers were posting black TV shows, I was like, this is discrimination because I need this in my life. Mm-hmm. And why can't I find, why can't I find a typing for a different world or whatever show, like a black show, but mm-hmm. I can find 10,000 typings of friends, like all these <laughs> office, like everyone's typing these the same shows. No one is going outside of the branch and looking for things that don't fit into their, their culture. And I'm like, this is kind of problematic. And so that was that was also another thing that sparked my, let me try to do this on my own. I'm, and what's the, what do you call those people who take initiative? I don't, and I, it wasn't perfect. It was not perfect at all. Like when I started, if you look at, <laughs> I didn't delete anything. I literally just like let everything start from scratch. And I was like, this is going to look bad at the beginning. And I'm just going to let it grow from there. And so, yeah. <laughs> well, it grew so much. Yeah. Yeah. Like, was that like, well so it's I feel like my question is like both sides so bear with me um so I'm like starting to get into like this creator space and like even this you know I really I started this show because of 2020 and like all the time brutality and like my heart just hurt and I just I don't know something compelled me to it's it was initially like an IGTV series on my Instagram and I was just like talking uh, about different like spaces that I found myself in. I talked about like being back at a PWI, them because I'm an engineer, um, and like just di- thank you and just like, <laughs> like uh, spaces that I found myself in that I felt being a black woman, you know, affected. Yeah. And then you know my friends were like, you should really make YouTube. You should like have guests on. You should do all this stuff. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. And right. Now officially, just like started an Instagram for the show, the being black pop. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I don't, wouldn't call myself a perfectionist at all, but I do like mm-hmm. almost like too much time to plan things. Like, I feel like they have to have like a perfect rollout for me to feel comfortable with them. And yeah. my friends encouraged me to like, not do that because that's right. I, I started this, I posted my first episode of just me talking, like the introduction, December 20, yeah, 21st of 2020. Wow. Wow. I like knew that I wanted to do this in October, but I was like, oh, like I'm just gonna wait and I'm just gonna figure it out and like record a bunch of videos and whatever. So like outside of the Enneagram, do you have any advice for Mm. creators that are just like trying to start something? Because I mean blow up the way that like your Instagram has, but like (laughs) if you give me some advice, like what told you to start? Right. I mean that's the thing that's crazy about my page is that when I did want, I didn't want it to grow as fast as it did. I think I need in my life a slow burn. So I think I can appreciate things better when they're like, oh, okay, it took me time. I had to grow this. I, I, just, I just, that's just how my personality is. I think that good things take time. And so when something just like blows up, I'm like, oh, there's something wrong. Like, am I, that's like, I'm, I'm skipping steps. I'm skipping, you know, the process. I didn't like that. But so I think a big part of what made my page grow was timing. 
um, like you said, like we were in the heat of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, like Ahmaud Arbery, like we were in the heat of that. And people, when people were doing their Easter egg, I'm just rooting for everybody black. We're the black people. We just try to root for them and we're just there for them. We don't care. <laughs> we really don't care. Their costume is good, their costume is bad. We're just trying to, trying to support. And even white people were trying to do it. White people were trying to support black people. And so I just, I feel like it was just like divine timing. Like God just was like, okay. And I you know what's crazy about this. I don't know if you're a believer now, but like, I did not sit here and like pray. Once I used to do this a lot and pray and fast. I'm like, oh God, please tell me if this is the right thing to do. Like, I don't want to be, I'm like, I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it and I'm going to enjoy it. And if God blesses it, then God blesses it. And if he doesn't, oh, well, like I'm just going to do it because I want to do it. Mm-hmm. I think that the, the thing that has helped me to stay because I took like a two week hiatus and I was really contemplating like, let me just, let me just stop here. Let me just let the page die here. <laughs> so I was just like, what am I doing this for? And I think the thing that has helped me to continue was like, no, I actually love the community that this has brought me. Like this has brought me so much community and so many friendships and that to me, and I mean, I think also it's benefiting a lot of people. People always message me like, oh my gosh, so glad you started the page. And I'm like, oh, this is actually helping people. That's all I want in my life is to be, I'm a, I'm a weak too. So like that helper part of my need is, is, is going to keep me here. Um, Cause I also love what I do. I think that I'm one, I'm probably one of the, maybe one of two people that I know who are doing like black art, maybe the, well, maybe one of two. Yeah. Who's doing black art for the Enneagram. Um, so I just feel like I have like a responsibility to be here. So my, my advice was to say, trust timing. Um, I think that you're, I think the, t- the time will come when you will you where you will blow up if you are meant to blow up. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't expect it. I wasn't looking for it. I didn't want it to be honest. So that might have that might have helped helped it when it happened. You know, for me to be like, oh, okay, like this isn't terrible. <laughs> Just like kind of accepting accepting your lot in life and being like, okay, this is where God has me. If you're a believer, if you're not, that's fine. But mm-hmm. you know as a Christian, me, me learning to accept, okay, this is where God has me. And honestly, the thing that's insane is that that's, this, this page is what got me into Berkeley. Like it's genuinely what got me into the school. So I, that timing thing, it, ha- it goes beyond just the page. Like it's literally like I needed this to get to me, to get me to where I am, I'm supposed to be going. So timing was huge. Also people say it's a lot consistency, you know, like the basics, like the mm-hmm. basically like posting often, posting in a healthy way, rest is important, but like posting as consistently as you can. Quality content, I've realized, like I even like watching my own page, watching my page, like the hot, like watching what gets a lot of likes, what doesn't get a lot of likes, like pay attention to that. Um, don't do it for that, for that, but like if that, if, it's, if you, if, if you're something you're posting it's getting a lot of likes and you actually enjoy doing that, continue that and probably go along that, that vein instead of other things that you may think people want, but they don't actually want. Um, but yeah, I think that those are my kind of sporadic, unorganized <laughs> tips. Um, hopefully I don't leave anything out. If anything comes up to mind again, I'll probably message you and be like, oh yeah, this. <laughs> yes, please do. Yeah. Um, that's something that I think when I started this, my goal well, I have two goals. My first goal was simply to storytell the Black experience and explain that it is not one thing. Mm -hmm. My experience is just as valid and important as another person's experience, but we are Black and we have, you know, that shared experience. Um, And two, just to be able to talk to new people. And I think it's I've been able to get to a point that, you know, I'm able to talk to people like you um, and it's not even now I'm getting to the point, which I think is cool. And I get like very giddy about is that like some people have like actually reached out to me to be like, Hey, like wow. your episodes, like I would love to be a guest. And I was like, Oh my God, like 
email. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so I think regardless of whether, you know, blows up and like a billion people, right. I always be like, oh my gosh, like you just need Oprah to notice you. And I was like, if right. I wait on Oprah, uh, <laughs> again, Oprah, if you're watching, I'm dead. <laughs> but I was like, yeah. you know, Oprah bomb, like, I'm going to be waiting. Right. Right. <laughs> for a long time. Oprah has other yeah. things to be doing. Right. You know? right. Um, yeah. That's such a good point. I don't know. I've been really enjoying this process and enjoying your art. And yeah. actually, let me guess you a little bit. You're actually one of the, I have like 10 Instagrams that I actually like have applications on for. <laughs> Whoa. <Instagrams. laughs> That's an honor. Like, <laughs> I really don't like I normally turn off like or I had my Instagram notifications off for a while mm, yeah I found your page and I was like this is so cool and <laughs> you, you like actually do it like based off of like tv shows like I like yeah. her, this entire concept was like very new to me um, yeah but I want to hear more about your personality type and your subtypes yeah so can you break down who you are to the viewers and the listeners Oh gosh, who am I? <laughs> so of course, bigger than a number, but I think that, so my type is, I'm a type one. And a lot of times people name the type one, the perfectionist, but I am not a perfectionist. Well, I don't think that I am. People might say that I am, but I don't think that I am. It comes like a larger, like big picture kind of perfection. Like I want to see the world be good. I want to see the world be better. Not necessarily like, oh, like, I mean, I think that I want to be perfect or I've, I've wanted a lot of times for a while to be perfect but like I think my perfectionism and my desire for like organized or orderliness comes from like an overarching picture like if you look at my room right now like I'm looking at it and I'm like this is not a type one a, a typical stereotypical type one room and so it's been interesting to see how like I'm also a social subtype I think that's why I think that your subtype says more about who you, I think that the subtype helps you understand yourself more than the type does. Because the type can be very, depending on what you're reading, can be very rigid. And so sometimes you, sometimes you won't identify, even with something that's something that I post, like it won't be, it won't identify with everyone because I'm, I might be focusing on a certain subtype or the person that I'm typing who I say is the one might be a, a different type of subtype of one. So like, yeah, like I think knowing your subtype is probably more important than knowing your type. You need to know, obviously you need to know both, you need to know your type to know your subtype, but yeah, I think it's, I think that that's been the biggest driving force for me, knowing, the, knowing my subtype has helped me realize, oh, okay, this is why I, you know, call my friend, like, if I'm going, coming in town, I call my friend and I ask, can I stay with you first before I go and try to book a hotel? You know, that's just small things, like, why do I, why do I operate the way I operate? Because I kind of think the world needs to take care of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a big part of the way that my type shows up. I hope that answers your question. <laughs> yes, you did. Um, but we're going to wrap up this episode. So is there anything else that you would like the viewers slash listeners to know? Hmm. I think just in general, just trust the process. Like if you are a creative, if you're doing anything that's like, you know, do you want to be groundbreaking? You want to change the world? Like genuinely just like trust and enjoy the process. Um, like what you're like, actually like what you're doing. <laughs> if you're a creative, like, you know, if you're doing it for like clout, for likes, for comments, like that's not... I don't know, like, I think there's value to it, but then it's unhelpful when it comes to like satisfaction and like contentment in life. Um, if you just like it and you're doing it just because you love it and you have quality and you're, you know, working on quality content. I mean, look, I think like, like you you could really come out of this. I think when I think I might've heard someone say the process is more important than like the product. Mm-hmm. Like you, your product could be great, but like where, like how you got there matters. So yeah, like just, 
enjoy and trust the process. <laughs> I also just yeah. peep that you're wearing your Berkeley Law sweatshirt. <laughs> that makes me so happy. <laughs> so you started? Yes. I'm starting the fall. Yeah, we just came back. Me and my family just came back from a visit. We just visited the school last this week. So like Sunday to Wednesday, we just got back yesterday. <laughs> oh my gosh, are you so excited? Yeah, I am. We didn't get to tour because COVID, but like yeah. just being in the Bay, I was like, oh, this feels like home. And I'm excited to live here for the rest of my life. I'm not coming back to Houston. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you out? <laughs> you gonna catch a one-way ticket? Okay. Yes. Am <laughs> <laughs> I coming back? So, yeah. I respect that. I've never <laughs> been to California and I really hope mm. that I can go there eventually. Oh, yeah. Once, I won't even say like when things get back to normal because I don't think things right. get back to normal, but once right. it's safer, quote unquote, to travel places, yes. California is definitely. Yeah. Right. I'm going to put the Black Enneagram Instagram in the description box um, and even a test link if you want to know your personality test. Yes the test if you want to comment down below what your personality type is I will engage with you in the comments I don't know too much about the personality types but I would love to learn about whatever you guys found out about yourself um and again Dio thank you so much for taking time to talk with me you're so cool and <laughs> I'm happy that you are a type one and you're a side well, <laughs> yes <laughs> so until yes. next time please like and subscribe and download and like this podcast as well and leave a podcast rating if you want to make me smile but until next time bye